Welcome to this episode of Two Pickled Peppers Podcast. On today's episode, we discuss our adventures in Europe and how parkour played a role in the trip. Listen in and decide whose side you're on. There is no sides. It's only my side. I'm right. I don't know about that. I know. Trust me. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Today, we are going to discuss our trip to Europe. Our amazing trip to Europe. Yes, amazing it definitely was. Now, the backstory to our trip to Europe is uh, somebody in this room, not me, graduated from college with a 4.0, let me just say that, and as a a present, as a gift Mm -hmm. for the hard work and the sacrifice displayed for that uh, degree. She picked Europe. Now, picking Europe wasn't easy. It was not easy. And let me also put a little asterisk and a disclaimer. So if there's anybody currently in college listening, please tune out for the next, let's say, three seconds. (laughs) I do not recommend getting a 4.0. It is more stress than you can imagine. And when your degree is printed, your diploma, and they send that to your home, It is in such small writing. Mine says summa cum laude, but in the smallest writing possible. Like I expected, I don't know, like a gold star, some kind of gold medallion, something that would blink, something way larger. No. Listen, nobody, well, let me rephrase that. Not everybody gets a 4.0. That is something to be proud of. Now you set that bar way too high. Because uh, when I decide to go back to school, I'm not shooting for a 4.0. Okay, you can have that title. You're it. You're the Listen, author. I don't want, even want our kids to have that title. It was too much stress. I remember nights at 3.30 in the morning writing papers because I was an English ed major and having the baby on me nursing while I'm typing. Like it was just, <laughs> it's not worth it. It was too much stress. Uh, so, you graduated Kennesaw State University. Yes. Right? Alumni. Hoot. Yes. Hoot. And uh, we originally wanted to go to St. Martin because St. Martin was a place that we went to and we fell in love with. Oh, my gosh. It holds such a special place. I mean, beautiful. We even, not only did we want to go, we wanted to stay in the exact same place that we had stayed a couple years ago. Now, a couple years ago when we went, what was initially planned to be a just us kind of vacation. I was still nursing the baby and he was only about seven or eight months old at the time. So I said, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. We have to take the baby. No, no, no. And he said, that is not how it went. It is. Cause it you was, said, no, because all right, if we're taking him, then we need to take Sophia. And Sophia was like four. Cause they're three and a half years so apart. L- let me tell you how it really went. All right. Maybe so I how, have a little bit of uh, amnesia. You do. Okay. Uh, what happens was it was supposed to be a me and you trip, which we try to take every year, just me and you. <laughs> yes. And, you know, the closer we are starting to talk about the trip and yes, we're going to go, we're going to, it's me and you. And it's so, so much fun. I can tell you start, you're getting those little panic attacks. Like anxiety oh my was God. real. Like, oh my God, the baby. And like, you, you wouldn't say what anything. What if my milk drives up? You, you wouldn't say a word, but I can see it in your face. Mm-hmm. And, and to, why was it so easily recognizable? 
Because you have the most amazing facial expressions for everything. You can't hide it. <laughs> you wear it on your face, your emotions. That's it. You see it right there. So maybe the fact that we were planning to go to Jamaica at the same time I was nursing Sophia for your cousin's wedding three and a half years earlier, earlier. and we didn't buy her a ticket until we got her passport like two days before we left. Because it was the same thing. Your face, the expression, I'm just like, I'm not going to enjoy this vacation I can't if you're help not it. enjoying it. Because when they're nursing, you're not going to have fun. We have this thing. It's a bond. I can't help it. Well, needless to say, Sophia went with us to Jamaica. She did. And then uh, St. Martin, both Sophia and Dylan went to St. Martin yes. because mama didn't want to be without her little cubs. I couldn't. <laughs> okay, so, so anyway. So... Because we loved um, St. Martin so much, we thought about going back. And yeah, we wanted to have a true redo where it was just us. However, uh, probably a year before you graduated, St. Martin was hit by the hurricane. Yeah, practically wiped it off the map. I mean, destroyed everything. We were looking on the cams and it just, it, it, it's sad to say, but what were we going to go to? You know, as much as we would love yeah. to have gone and helped out and, you know, and been there. What were we really going to do there if well, everything was closed? Exactly, because part of us was like, okay, well, they need tourism because they need the money. But the other part of us was like, they've had a little bit of unrest, right? A little bit of civil unrest. A little um, looting going on. Uh, yeah. Know, and it's understandable. I mean, just hit by a hurricane. There's no services there. We get it. So... Because all this was going on in St. Martin, we discounted St. Martin. To go we back did. To. We just went ahead and took it off. Now, the we've always table. had our eye on Europe. We have. We've always, we've always loved the idea of Europe. Europe also was having a little bit of civil unrest. They were having a lot of the protesters. Yeah. So obviously weather conditions weren't playing a part of it. But they were having protests. And it was... It was a little scary. I think they called them what, like yellow vests or something yeah. were protesting the yellow, a green bit. Vest, something like that. Yeah. So we decided, or you decided, that it, that's it. Well, it was going to be a European trip. And since uh, on our top 20 list is France, we want to go there. Yeah. We definitely wanted to go to France. So here we go. I booked the trip. Make sure we have it. I'm trying to. Plan it out correct. Do we want to do Paris? Do we want to do the coast of France? Do we want to jo- What other countries do we want to go to? Oh, yeah. Because you know, at so- first we were like mapping it out. Like how many countries can we hit during our 11-day travel? Because we had 11 days set aside to go. Yeah. So we, we, we booked a trip to go to Paris. We were going to get a vehicle, rent out a car, drive to Bruges because one of my coworkers said... You must go to Bruges. Mm-hmm. If you are in Europe, stop by Bruges, one of the most beautiful towns you're ever going to see. So we said, fine, let's go to Bruges. Well, and especially because it was on the way to Amsterdam, which right. was on my bucket list. Yes. So here we go. Get on that plane. Happiest. No kids. Right. We actually kids did it. Behind. No one was nursing. It was fine. It was kids fine. stay behind. <laughs> and we got to Paris, France. Paris, you know, first get there. First thing, my first impressions, it's dirty. Yeah, I was surprised at how dirty it was, I guess, because you see it on TV and in the movies and it's portrayed as this beautiful city Romantic. that's all full of romance. Everybody's sitting on a corner. It's all full of garbage having... on the corner. I thought it's full of ain't no romance <laughs> no! there. <laughs> Everybody in the movies, they're sitting in these little cafes on the corner and they're sipping coffee and they're eating like a giant baguette. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it exactly wasn't that. all that. So we get there and okay, we're in Paris. Go pick up our rental. 
Yes. Right? And then so we're going to drive in Paris. It is what it is. The good thing is they drive on the same side of the street we do. That's a plus. Absolutely. So the only problem is the signs are in French. And of the two of us, I have a leg up in French. Not that big of a leg, though. It's not a lot. <laughs> hey, you are our savior over there. Let's just be honest. Because I my French is limited to ho, ho, ho. That's my French. It's, I have a French laugh. That's it. Ho, ho, ho. That's all you got. It's almost like got, an evil laugh, too. Everybody. I got nothing else. That's it. That's my French. So we pick up the car rental. And we leave, right? And, and the airport, that Charles de Gaulle airport is crappy. Just to even get out of the car rental place is a mess. Yeah. Complete, and that total mess. We did kind of get a little bit of the feel. Like people talk about if you don't speak French, then they kind of look down their nose at you. Mm. I felt that a little bit more with the car rental place probably than anywhere else that I we mean, were there. We're from America. Doesn't anybody speak American? <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. So we get our car rental, right? Yeah. You decide you're going to drive because I don't want to get on the highway. Let's just figure this out. Right. So we get the stupid car rental and we get out. We got out of the airport, you know, just made it out one way or another. Mm-hmm. Not even a mile away from the airport, the car shuts off on us on the highway. On the freeway, people. The car goes completely dead. dead. Not once. Not, not twice. twice. <laughs> probably a good, I'm going to say eight to ten times before we could finally we get back to the car rental the middle, place. The middle lane and it's off. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. I'm like, I got to put this thing in park to start it again. I can't even start it, you know, on, on drive. It just doesn't work that way. It and, died. Cars were whipping by us at whatever scary, kilometers per scary, hour scary. they drive over there. It was scary. We're so, in the center lane, can't get off the highway. Car's dead. We're looking in the rearview mirror. They're zipping up on us. We're trying to like tap the brakes, put on hazard lights, anything to not, alert them that I our car is you, dead. Of all the ways I've ever might have imagined me dying, getting hit by a car while my car is stalled in France wasn't on the list. It wasn't. Was not on the list. I did not want it to be on either one of our lists. No, not, that's not on my list. <laughs> so we get back to the car rental place and we tell them like, hey, this car is crap. It died on us. And mm-hmm. literally in the middle... Oh, no, no, don't worry. How about this? Take this car instead. Much and it was better. a little SUV. A little SUV. Same thing. We get it. We turn it on in, a, in, the, in the parking lot. It dies on us. Go back to the counter. And we told them, no, different car. They gave us a little Nissan uh, Rogue SUV. Not the new modern ones. The ones that look like the Nissan Jukes. Yeah. And... And it had just been returned. Like, just I don't even returned. think it had been cleaned out. So they're like, this one just was turned in. It runs. It's good. That, that's all that matters. We needed to run, not shut that's off. That's all we it. cared about. So we get in it. Thank God, does not shut off. We go. We stay in a hotel by Moulin Rouge. Well, hold on, because we get in the car and we get on the highway. It's summertime. That's not where it happened yet. It doesn't have air conditioning. It does have air conditioning. So here's the thing. Um, that It didn't happen the first day. We make it to Moulin Rouge to make it to our hotel. Right. And uh, the hotel was great because it's fifth floor, a block away from (laughs) Moulin Rouge. You know, we're right smack in the middle of everything. Right. And lo and behold, the room doesn't have AC. We kind of didn't notice that a lot of the hotels in Paris don't have air conditioning. So if you ever want to go to Paris, you might want to either A, plan your trip when it's not summertime or B, look specifically for that feature, air conditioning. Ours did not have air conditioning. Air conditioning and lose some weight to get on the elevator because those are the tiniest elevators I've yeah, ever seen Yeah, they life. were. It's I like a one-person elevator. I got elevator. in there with my backpack and a roller bag, and that's it. Nobody else could fit in it. 
I was literally. He's like, I'll wait for you. Fifth floor. I'll wait for you. And you have to like hook it and close it yourself to send it. Mm-hmm. It's like something out of the old horror movies. It's crazy. So you know what? They're like, are fine. So we get to the room. We notice there's, again, there's no air conditioning. So we're no, like, and the room's a little stuffy. Yeah. So we're like, we got to leave the window open. It's it's hot. Yeah. Got to leave the window open. So, But we needed something to eat because we had had a long day of travel. We wanted to have some French food, especially like a little French baguette or something. Yes. So we open the window, leave the lights on, go out, have a drink, have some food, whatever. Ha <laughs> ha. Great time. You know, experiencing, you know, the Paris, Parisian life. Yes. Okay. Now we get back to our hotel. Mm-hmm. We get back on the elevator because we don't have our book bag, so we both can we both, suck in and, I mean, and hug you really and make it up the elevator other. together. And uh, we get into our room. And we are infested. Gnats. The window was left open, and it was like an open invitation for every gnat in France to come into our room. But we intentionally left it open because the room was hot, but where we went wrong, and we saw other people with their windows open, where we went wrong leaving the light on we attracted every bug in the country we should never listen to tumble debt so our room is now filled with bugs and we're thinking oh my gosh heebie-jeebies how the heck are we going to be able to a get the bugs out of here b be able to sleep and be content knowing the bugs are out of here so i go downstairs and i try to speak (laughs) american to the man at the desk letting him know that we need some like bug spray or something and he's not really understanding what i'm saying like we need some bug spray our room yeah i'm like doing like mosquito i don't even know like if i i would have been better off playing charades with so here, a blind person while you're downstairs trying to talk yeah uh i am in the room swinging a towel like a lasso trying to kill every <laughs> bug on the wall i am flinging it throwing everything i'm standing on every oh chair gosh. possible I murdered I don't know how many bugs that day trying to get. I'm like, I can't sleep. They're going to fly in my mouth. And keep in mind, we can't even like communicate with each other. He's five floors up. Mm-hmm. Our text messaging is not hooked up to anything. We're not even signed into the hotel's Wi-Fi. Nothing. We have no means of communication. I'm down there trying to explain to a man what bug spray is. Repellent. Anything. <laughs> you know, nothing. Nothing is working. You mean that didn't work? <laughs> nothing so finally he gives us a can of something that appears to be bug repellent i must have broken through i take it upstairs and we start spraying and we turn off all the lights yeah because you know i guess you know bugs are attracted to the light so here we are spraying i'm still swinging that towel like a madman trying to kill as many bugs as we can lights are off now our room smells a little, you know, a little <laughs> chemically. Aerosol, chemical, yeah. I'm already planning, how can I sleep under the covers and make sure that I keep my head covered up the entire time so no bugs get in my face? Now, it is hot. It is. It's summertime. The, the window has to stay open. Well. We cannot sleep. We lay down, you know, get, get a good jump start on the next day. So we're going to lay down, get some good sleep, leave the window open, lights off. Yeah, because no the next day's our big day. We're going to the Louvre. We're going to all these places. Oh, it's going to be a great day. So we lay down. And in the middle of the night, I wake up and I'm like, oh, Jesus, God, I'm so sweaty. What's going on? I'm like, God, it's hot in here. I'm like, the window's open. So I go over and look at the window. The window is closed, locked. I'm like, <laughs> I went to bed with the window open. I'm like, honey, honey, did you close the window? 
And I said, <laughs> yes, yes, I had to close it. I couldn't sleep. I had to close it. Uh, why would you close the window? It's hot. Okay, the reason is I heard a glass break, like someone dropped a bottle, broke a bottle, <laughs> and instantly, what is the show, honey? Like American Ninja Warrior? Yes. Somehow, in my mind, an American Ninja Warrior starts playing, and I can envision whoever broke that bottle probably still has like the neck of it with the jagged edges sticking out, and they're doing parkour coming up the side Five of our floors. building. <laughs> rob us that's all i could think about murdered by parkour oh my gosh and i said i had to close it honey i was scared somebody was gonna break in he's like we're on the fifth floor i'm like i'm dying i'm in a pool of sweat and all i could say was honey parkour people can do parkour We so, made it through the night with the window open and no one came luckily, in our room. nobody came into our room. There was no parkour being practiced in Paris <laughs> that night. I don't know what that breaking of the bottle was. I hope it was just some drunk guy walking down the street and dropped his beer. I don't know. But it, it was a little unnerving to my American self. So the next day we go to the museum and I'm a person who likes to walk around. That's one of my favorite things to do. We drove to the museum because we first first time in Paris so we want to get around and just look at things and oh my god hey look it's the Eiffel Tower oh my god here's the opera oh my goodness look at this so you know we, we look we're seeing the sights the sounds you know we're in Paris yeah it it's, was good it's a good feeling you know well except for when we drove by the Louvre that first day well yes we weren't really sure what was going on but we saw a lot of people like in SWAT a lot of there was Uniforms. a lot of uh, French police yeah. in SWAT gear, you know, the full on like riot full gear. Riot gear, and we didn't know what was going on. We're like, oh wow! And we saw tractors. Like, there was tractors, and then you know when you we keep going over those little bridges that go over um, the the Seine River, we see that there's a lot of like little tents there and stuff like that. We're like, huh? Mattresses. We're like, whoa! Tents. What's going on here? Uh, find out later on that they were doing is uh, displacing all those immigrants that were there on their bridges the french police were cleaning up those bridges because they had set up shop all along the bridge so when we got there we didn't know what was going on but it was like a full-on raid to get all those people off the bridge they literally were scooping up the mattresses and the tents with tractors and like you said displacing the people and it made sense because as we walked around in those upcoming days we would see people from other countries and I don't, I don't even know what countries maybe some syrian refugees yeah there were a lot of, there were a lot of syrian refugees there um, but they would have mattresses on the side of the street and they were begging for food money money and whatever or anything else but in the middle of paris so we go to the museum we're ready i know which one did we hit first did we go to the Louvre first? The Louvre? No. Maybe. Oh, no, the Palace of Versailles. Yes, you're right. The we Palace of Versailles. We went to the Palace Versailles. of Versailles. Now, and everybody goes to France. you got to go to the Palace of Versailles. This and it is, is extravagant. Extravagant and opulent. You you will never feel more poor in your life than going over there. Yeah. You feel like you're a nobody. You're a peasant. You know, you, you, I, if you would have been alive in the time of, you know, King Louis... Mm -hmm. uh, you would have been the bedpan boy. I would have been the bedpan boy. Clean up, King Louis. You would have been lucky to be the bedpan. Yeah, exactly. Because it really stable was. boy, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it, you have never seen in your word good opulence. You mm -hmm. have never seen such opulence, such wealth 
displayed as you see at the Palace of Versailles. I mean, you're talking about the art hanging on the wall, every room, ornate. Um, the ceiling covered the in gold. Molding. Every ceiling has a new painting on top. I mean, I've everything never seen has a like theme. Everything life. is covered in gold. It's it's good it's to amazing. be the king. That's it's good st- to be the Mel king. Mel Brooks hit it best. It is good to be the king. So we did that little tour, and we were waiting. We, One thing we we were supposed to go and do the gardens. And because at, I love flowers because, and plants. Because she loves flowers, and we walked the whole whole palace and we took a little tour because we found out if you'll pay for one of the tours extra something something you get to one skip some of the lines fan of that and two you get to see some of the rooms that the regular peasant public doesn't get to see so we're like okay sign us up peons exactly peons (laughs) (laughs) so we did the tour we got to learn. We even saw like the little opera house. It was just it was amazing. 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 So we were next going to go see the gardens, which is right there next to the palace. Mm-hmm. And I tell my wife, I'm, no, 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 this is the way. This is the way. Because of course I know everything. And I'm like, this is the way. This is how we got to go. So she follows me because I know where I'm going. Right. Because usually he has a really good sense of direction. Yeah. And I let her. Asterisk, usually. Right out to the parking lot, right where our car was. Where you cannot re-enter. <laughs> no re-entry. <laughs> so everybody has this beautiful picture of themselves in the gardens at Versailles, except for us. Yeah. yeah. We could have gotten a picture. Our picture, in fact, is in the parking lot with in the front. gold gates behind us. Yeah, where we just were that I let us outside. That's the place. Yeah. But good it times. was a great to see. We and a good loved laugh. It. it gave me something to hold over his head. Yes. So... <laughs> The next thing you do, of course, when you're in France, is you visit the Louvre. You yes. have to go to the museum. Well, I um, mean, especially since Beyonce and Jay-Z filmed a video there. I mean, I was ready to film my video there, but, you know. Exactly. you got to go see the Mona Lisa. Hello. I mean, the Mona Lisa. Everybody talks about the Mona Lisa. You want to see it. Now, the Louvre is huge. <laughs> it is huge. There's art everywhere. And I've never, ever been a big fan of art. I've had a greater appreciation for it these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I caught myself one time when I went up with our daughter to Spain, staring at an art piece. I was that guy that people look at in movies and go like, what is he looking at? He's just standing there staring. Yeah, you're just trying yeah, to find out me. what is it saying that was to me, you. That fool. I was that old man. So we went to the we went to the Louvre and we're looking at this art and we're just, it's beautiful. Amazing. Thankfully, they had benches in a lot of places where you could just sit down yeah. and admire the art. And we found ourselves doing exactly that. Because it's because huge also. The <laughs> paintings are ginormous. I mean, really. They're not just little small paintings. And then when you do sit back and you take in what it would have taken during that time to paint something so extravagant with such detail, it's Which, it's mind-blowing. Well, the thing is people had a lot more time back then because, you know, there weren't all these channels on TV. There wasn't <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, podcast. There were no podcasts. <laughs> exactly. They had a lot more time to focus on real art. <laughs> it was amazing. And especially the ones that would show one side of the picture on the front side, yeah. let's say, and the painting. The back. And then... The artist took the time to create what would it look like from behind. The view from amazing. Never seen that before. It blew my mind. It was amazing. The so whole trip. We you are, know, the... and now we're anxious. We, we're looking at all this incredible art, and now we want to see the Mona Lisa. This is why we came for, right? Yes, everyone we has to see, see the, the Mona, Mona Lisa, Lisa once. So now, obviously, the room with the Mona Lisa is a room with the crowd. There is a crowd there of people who There's all a line. want to go see it. Yeah. So here we are waiting in line, snake, 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 snake in the line to get to the front to go see the Mona Lisa. And let me tell you, 
I have never been more disappointed in my life. It's like an 8 by 10 That thing is tiny. I expected the same way we had seen these I wanted a whole large... Big, at least a 2 by 3 I wanted. <laughs> 2 by 3 A movie three. poster. A movie poster. In my mind, I was picturing more like a movie poster, like you said. But it was like an 8 by 10 I couldn't it believe crazy. it. And not only that, but then they have... You can't get closer. It's behind glass. No. I get that. I get it. It's behind yes, glass. To protect. But then they have a barrier, which is at least three and a half feet from it. And mm-hmm. then they have stanchion cords, another two feet. I mean, I can't, you can't, you, it's far away and you can't even get close to it. It's tiny <laughs> and you can't get close to it. Like, her. Quit calling it an it. Her. We can't get close to her. It. <laughs> but very disappointed. Everything else was wonderful and amazing in the museum, except the Mona Lisa. Don't I was just a little taken aback. I'd yeah. rather see it on TV. Don't waste your time. I, I, I was caught off guard. I'll admit to that. Right. So after that, we we finished going around Paris for for one more day. I think so. And um, then we were on the road. On the road to Bruges. Um, before we got on the road to Bruges, remember the way we were talking about our car? That we finally had a car with no problems? <laughs> Guess what? This one had a problem too. And it had the worst kind of problem in a hot summer in Europe. This car decides to say, you know what? You guys don't need AC. Break it down. No AC. <laughs> so we rode with the windows down everywhere from that moment on. From Sweating. Paris to Bruges to every other place that we visited. Windows oh, down and hot. Hot as can be. <laughs> It was ridiculous, but we're not. We're like, we stopped we're not, at one of the places, like just to dry off with the napkins in the, in the car. Yeah, it in was the shade. so hot. We're, we're, here we are standing, looking for a tree shade to stand in, dry, to pat dab ourselves like off. A, yeah, to dab our brow, to dab our armpits. It was so oh, hot. I'm driving in a wife beater. <laughs> it was it's crazy. So hot. We make it to Bruges, and Bruges is amazing. I will oh, have beautiful. to admit it. It was beautiful. I would live there if I could. Picturesque. I love seeing everybody on bicycles. Great little beautiful town. Everybody's friendly. And when you say everybody on bicycles, let's explain. Literally from 100-year-old couples, we saw a 100-year-old couple on their bicycles, to families that would even have like their little two-year-olds on scooters and on tricycles. Everyone was on a bicycle. There were very few cars and it was amazing. You would get to like a crosswalk and it would be for the cyclists to cross and you would sit there because there would probably be 30 to 40 bicycles crossing at one Whole time. families on bikes with little kids. It was kids. beautiful. It just, uh, and the town is clean. It looks like it's still stuck in World War II. The architecture is still the old school European architecture you think about when you visit visiting stunning, Europe. Stunning, stunning. And it just, we fell in love. Fell in love. We had poutine we while totally we were there. We totally lived there. Yes, we did have <laughs> had poutine. poutine. And we had to have Belgium chocolate. Which know, poutine, oh. if you don't know, is kind of like French fries and gravy. Very good. Yeah, and my belly. Love That it. is delish. Yes. Strongly recommend. So we take off. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Amsterdam. Here we come. Red light district. We want to go see. Everything. I want to see it all. So we got in and we didn't have a lot of time when we, when we got in because... We had paid, well, <laughs> we had an we had the Heineken tour, right? We wanted we to did. do the Heineken tour. And the same friend who recommended us to go to Bruges said, pay extra and get the, the, the top of the line tour. The VIP the tour. The VIP tour. We were like, okay, yeah. We're, all right. So we looked sure. online. There was only one ticket left. Yes. So we're like, oh, 
we can't even do this because there was no other time available. Like everything was, that's it. There was only one. Because so, we were only going to be there two nights, essentially. Right. So we're like, hey, so what do we do? We are both, we both uh, schemers and scoundrels that we are. We decided to log on to two computers, mm-hmm. two different accounts, mm-hmm. take that ticket that time and hit confirm at the same time. Count it out. One, two, three, confirm. <laughs> See if we can get tickets. And it worked. And it worked. We both got <laughs> the same hour to go to the <laughs> So what was one ticket? Magically became two tickets. So we schemed our ways and we got it. So we, we get to Amsterdam. We drop our stuff off in the in the hotel and we Uber to no, no, I'm sorry. We went to the Van Gogh Museum. We went first. to the Van Gogh Museum. That's right. We did. That's go an to, important fact. <laughs> yeah, we did go, and it's important because Van Gogh again, art, beautiful, a lot better than that. You know, whatever chick Mona Lisa. The Van Gogh Museum was amazing. It was, and again, you could you could find out the story behind Van Gogh. Not only see the paintings in that typical Van Gogh art form that you know, is so synonymous with his style of painting. But you also got to learn about the story and how he was going insane. And he cut his own ear off and his death. It was just... And shot himself, yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and lived didn't die right for a couple days. The spot. Yeah, that yeah. one. But we, you know, we were blown away by it. We bought a coffee table book, uh, you know, for Van, uh, Van Gogh. And uh, we... Go to the Heineken Museum, right? Which is a couple blocks away. We walked over there. Right. Because we wanted to do Heineken and then later do the Anne Frank Museum because there were no morning tickets available for Anne Frank. And it's important that we note the only VIP Heineken tour we could get was at 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock midday. So normally um, when you do the Heineken tour, you get two beers. Okay. But since we pay for this VIP experience, Mm -hmm. they were going to take us somewhere. They're going to give a couple more. That's all, that's all they said. Nobody said how many. Well, you end up, though, with <laughs> So you end up with eight beers. Full-size beers. Full-size beers. And, like, you know, like uh, the good people that we are. We wanted to get our money's worth. And we drank every drop. <laughs> eight beers in two hours. With very little breakfast in our stomachs. A, a couple pieces of cheese is what they gave us to try, <laughs> which has never had cheese with beer. It was goat cheese with beer. But it beer. went really good. And these beers were not your average beer. There was one of them that was 12% alcohol. Yeah. Another one that was 8.5% alcohol. So these are high alcohol content beer, and we're chugging away. <laughs> and we're keeping up with the Brazilian couple, which, by the way, the Brazilian wife that was sitting beside us, she's a beast. she could drink any she person a, on the planet under the table. I have never seen a woman chug beer like this woman. And even her husband said she could like, ain't no guy can hang with her. <laughs> it was hysterical. So we were trying, but she was so finished before any of us. Heineken tour was pretty fun. You know, you start up at this top floor. They take you over to a private bar, have the eight beers. And now we keep going downstairs. There's a great video that we will post one day. Of us, uh, you know, bicycling supposedly through Amsterdam. It's a little karaoke with a green screen yeah. and us on stationary bikes. Great little video. We'll post that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but we get down and it's a club. It's a full-on club in the basement where you get your last two, um, those are 20-ounce pints. That's and- what the regular Heineken folks get. If you yeah. just take the regular tour. That's where you get your two beers is at the end after you've gone through the factory in the club. and you're in the club, right? Because now they've got you. And if you want to buy more beer, you can, but you at least have a little bracelet that lets you get your two beers that you've paid for with your regular experience So we, versus you know, we've already had six beers by this time. And so, now we're ready for our final two. So I finished my final two beers. You almost finished yours. And like, 
We got to bounce. We need something to eat. Let's we need food, food to soak up the alcohol. So the buddy of mine recommended a bar close by. Like a little hole in the hole wall in the bar. Hole in the wall bar, what we would call a dive bar. But they said, you got to go there. They have really good people, good food, whatever. And we ordered, I got, we got there and, you know, we are, we're, we're toasted. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. <laughs> One of us more than another. And we're to, and I'm like, no I, need, names. I need food. So I ordered this platter of food and I'm trying to stuff my face as much as I can. And I, I order another beer to wash it down, of course, because that's the way you do it. Uh-uh. Meanwhile, I'm over there like, oh my God, I don't, I don't feel good. I don't feel so good. I'm stuffing my face like, honey, you got to try this. You got to try it so good. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. He's like, you just need some food. I'm like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm scared to even open my mouth at this point because I feel nauseous. I noticed that face. I've seen that face before. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go now. I'm like, like now, now? I'm not done with the food. <laughs> I'm like, pay. We have to go now. So we're like, okay. I chuck my beer. Let's get out. Call an Uber because there's no driving. <laughs> we call an Uber. A Mercedes, a brand new Mercedes Benz pulls up to pick us up. Yeah, we got the fancy Uber and didn't even Uber. mean to. Uh, we didn't mean to. Or maybe we but didn't. I, I think don't know he what saw, I hit. <laughs> I think he saw the color. Like I was probably a nice shade of green by this point. So gets in the car and, you know, she's sitting next to me. She's just her hands on my leg. Squeezing. Squeezing. And I'm like, like, oh my Lord, please help me. Th- you have to know how sick I am. This is all here. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I... I grabbed the, our little coffee book. Remember the one from the Van Gogh Museum? <laughs> Take it out of the bag. Put the bag under her. Go, if you're going to throw up, throw up in here. Do not throw oh up in gosh. this Uber. The guy in front turns around and he sees what I'm doing, putting the bag. This fool gets on sidewalks. <laughs> All the way back to our hotel. On sidewalks. Two to get wheels us to and the on hotel. sidewalks. Not even kidding. On sidewalks to get us to the hotel. Because he's thinking, do not let this crazy American chick barf in my car. And I'm just like, please, please, please. I was like, I know it's expensive to get an Uber clean. (laughs) I don't even know how much it's going to cost us in Europe. Oh, my gosh. We make it to the hotel Uh with no barf. (laughs) Hallelujah. I commend you for that one. (laughs) Thank you. Get to the room. Pass out. That's it. Good night. God bless. That's all we saw. I passed out completely. (laughs) Clothes completely on that I'd worn that day. I think he took my shoes off, but I woke up the next morning exactly like I had laid down the night before. That's it. That that was our trip to Amsterdam. I never saw the red light district. We never saw anything. I never saw. (laughs) I never saw the museum I wanted to see. Nothing. We, we owe Amsterdam a redo. That is definite. We owe it a redo. But we can only do the Heineken tour as the last thing that we do on the redo. Because that <laughs> thing will kick VIP your butt. Again. <laughs> oh my gosh, that thing will kick your butt. So from there, we get on the road. And one of the things I've always said, if I ever go to France, the absolute one place I want to go to is to Normandy. And um, you're more of a history buff than I, I am. So I'm like, okay. I love World yeah. War II. And I, I needed to see the beach. I needed you know, see Omaha Beach. Where it all happened. So we drive it. It's a nice long drive. Again, car, no AC. Um, Normandy, complete total opposite of what Paris was. Clean. The people there are very warm and inviting. We were there at the time where it was close to the anniversary. Right. Um, we were. We ended up getting there the day after the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there were still fresh flowers from all the ceremonies. American flags everywhere. Yeah, there are huge 
cemeteries dedicated to the Americans that lost their lives. And that's in what I Normandy. wanted to see when I went there. I had to go see the cemetery. I mean, the beach, the cemetery, it's all, you know, it's, it's history. It's wrapped up in how many lives were lost there. And I'll never forget the one thing we saw a video when we went to the um, one of the museums there. Mm-hmm. And it was a video of a mother who had received a notice that her son died overseas. And she was going to have the body shipped back. And his platoon mates, the uh, the gentleman who, who died in the war, his platoon mates told the mother, let him be buried there. He earned that plot of land there in that country. And that is moving. Deep. It still gives me chills to this Deep. day. Oh, the woo. Amazing, touching. I mean, this is it's as solemn as it can get. And you Beautiful. see the the story and the pictures of the brothers um, for whom Saving Private Ryan was, was based, based off on. Of, yeah, and that's really touching too because you hear all these videos playing while you're there. You see live footage, and when we went to Omaha Beach. There are still the bunkers there up at the the top of the land, like yeah, overlooking the, the beach. Where the Germans were shooting down at the Americans landing Yeah, on and the you beach. can still see the bullet holes that are in there. You can climb down in the bunkers. You did that. I, I, I walked I in the bunkers and saw the view, and it's like sitting ducks. That's what we were. Everybody who hit that beach was a sitting duck. Full view of the beach. There was nowhere to hide. There was nowhere to run. No. It, it was, I mean, I get chills thinking about it. It was just... It was everything I ever thought the trip was going to be, you know. And then to, to couple that with hearing the stories of those who did survive and how they said, no, we knew that when those boat doors opened, that many of us were going to die. But we just thought if a couple of us can push through, that we, we can make this happen. We've got at least, we've got to at least try. We've come this far. We've got to try. And... You see that. You're like, the Americans really never stood a chance on that beach because the Germans had the ultimate point of view. It's anybody, whomever, you, if you get a chance to go there. Highly recommend. Go Take the trip. It's a day trip. Spend the night in Normandy. Well worth it. It is. And I again, I'm not even a history buff, but there was something about standing on that beach and it was this deadly silence for... I can't think of a better word for it, but the chills will just run all over your body thinking about, wow, you you can imagine the lives that were lost here. And again, I'm somebody, I can't even watch violence in movies, but after going through there, seeing it with my own eyes, the real place where Americans lost their lives trying to help free the French and how grateful the French were for what the Americans said. American sacrifice for them. When we got home, I said, I think I'm ready. I want to watch Saving Private Ryan. I'm ready for it. And I sat down and watched it. And a newfound appreciation for that opening scene when they take the beach. Mm -hmm. So Normandy, amazing. Loved it. Would absolutely go back. Recommend it to anybody. And we were there for one night. Um, Beautiful, picturesque town. Mm -hmm. Um, What you think of the French countryside? Then we drove back to Paris because that's where we were going to fly back out of. So we drove back to Paris. To kind of finish up and the I had, trip. I had a massive headache now at this point. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I'm like, honey, take one for the team. You know, do you got this drive? Highway. She didn't want to do highways. Just take one for the team. Drive us back. Get us to Paris. When you get to the city gates, 
I will take over. And well, and us. let's be clear. I don't mind driving. Any you trips don't. that we take, we usually don't. end up splitting the drive. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I was 1 million percent adamant about is I do not want to drive in Paris. <laughs> I've driven in New York, and I thought New York had some pretty aggressive drivers. I've driven in Colombia, where there are motorcycles darting out in front of you left and right. Yep. But driving in France, those are by far the worst drivers on planet Earth. Parisians get the title. They oh, absolutely get the my title. gosh. They're super aggressive. There's a roundabout that I was most terrified of, and it's the about of triumph. eight cars wide where you go triumph. around the Arc of Triumph. That's terrifying, and it was it, so it would make my heart race even when he was driving it. So that was my only condition. Yes, honey, take some Advil, which is another story. Yeah, fun. And day. <laughs> we will. Uh, I'll drive us back, and then when we get close to Paris, we'll switch, and you can drive us in. So I laid back, whatever. She's driving. You know, again, we've never been here before, first time ever. So when we're starting to get close to the city. Like, okay, we'll find an exit, you know. Uh, we think we're getting close. Mm-hmm. Seems kind of close. Mm-hmm. We'll find an exit, and I'll hop in and drive, right? I'll take the drive. There was no exit for us to switch out driving. She got the car, and I'm like, where are we going? Just go down the street. Go down. I'm trying to guide her. You know, I'm on GPS on my phone going, just go down the street. Go down the street. Move over here, over here. Lo and behold, we get to her arch nemesis, the Ark of Triumph. Oh, my gosh, I was livid because I said, this is the only thing that I said I will not do. I cannot do this. And you're like, honey, just we, we don't have a choice now. You're, so you're just going to have to do it. You're no, just going to have to do no it. There's no lanes. There's no markers. And it's people, there's, I don't know how many entrances to that Arc of Triumph. And everybody's trying to get in and out at the same time. And the greatest thing ever, you go around that sucker. <laughs> and just in National Lampoon's European Vacation, hey, kids, it's Big Ben. Same thing happened here. <laughs> hey kids, it's Arc to Triumph. Hey kids, it's Arc to Triumph. Came in one way, went out the very same street. <laughs> it was terrible. I was so mad at you at that point. I was like, I am going fault. to pull over on any street. And because I'm small, I literally did not even get out of the car. I pulled over and I hopped from the driver's seat to the passenger's seat without ever exiting the car. Hey, kids, he had to walk around. Triumph. And I was so mad. I said, you know, that was my only condition. You know, that was my only condition. I didn't know we were close to Arca Triumph. How am I supposed to know this? Because you had GPS. That's how. Yeah, I, I, It doesn't say Arca Triumph. <laughs> It's well, terrible. I will never do that again. Uh, that's our trip. <laughs> that is our trip to Europe. Fun-filled. Oh, by the way, somebody got a ticket for speeding in Amsterdam. And I think it was her, not me. We're not really sure. So but we I got think- back to the U.S. And probably, I don't know, I'm going to say like a month and a half later, we got yeah. something in the mail. And in I opened it. Dutch. Yeah, it was all in Dutch. We didn't know what it said. We saw something like 53 euros. We weren't really that sure what else it said. Euros. Whatever it was, we yeah, opened it. 100. <laughs> and we were able to figure out that it was a ticket, a speeding ticket. And it has a camera and it has a picture of the plate, the car we were driving. So we're like, okay, yeah, that is us. But who was driving? I, we requested a picture of the driver because I'm like, that's your ticket. Yeah, you drove they that have the option to say, do you want to request? Because then it became, were you driving or was I driving? It wasn't me. So we requested <laughs> the picture. 
So we paid it, but we still requested the picture because then it became a principal who was driving. You were. So when they came <laughs> back in the mail, they didn't have a picture of the driver. They just had a picture of the back of the car That's and it. you could not tell who was driving. So I feel pretty comfortable the fact knowing that in a court of law, that was your ticket because the car was registered to you. While that may stick in a court of law, in the court of life, we know <laughs> it was you. <laughs> I may have a little bit of a heavy foot, but we have no proof. So the car was registered in your name. So the Dutch believed that you were speeding. Yes. Yeah, so I got a speedy ticket without actually driving and speeding. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. You are so welcome. Oh my goodness. So it was, <laughs> it was 11 days. We ended up coming back. Um, we spent the last few days in Paris and by that point, uh, there was still, we heard of a little bit of like the civil unrest that was happening, but it was a couple of arrondissements away. It wasn't really yeah. close to where we were staying. And then it was time for us to leave. Let me tell you something. I loved it. Checked it off our list, been to Paris. I mean, I don't really care about going back, to tell you the truth. I don't either. Only because I feel like we saw everything that we needed to see. We walked. Boy, we did, we did walk. so much walking. We yeah. climbed the Arc de Triomphe. We mm-hmm. we did so much walking. Oh, Mount Saint Michel. Yes, Oof, we saw Mount Saint Michel. That's another one. You go there. That's a day trip. Take it. Well worth it. It's like a beautiful castle on an island in the but middle you're of nowhere. Going Just... to walk upstairs. Oh, and we went all the way to the top. And let me tell you something. Work out before you do that because that is <laughs> get in shape. My legs it will were kick on your butt if fuego. you don't. <laughs> yeah, it was good. But I think we saw everything that we wanted to see. If we go back to France, it would be more like the southern. Yeah, like Nice portion. Yeah, yeah the beaches. There. Yeah, the beach con. Let's go yeah, over there. Con Film Festival, something like yeah. that. But I, I'm good with Paris. I can I'm certainly good. feel like I've checked it off our list. I would still love to go back to Bruges. I would live there if I could. We definitely have to have a redo of Amsterdam. I would go back to Normandy again. Yes. So, but Paris itself, dirtier Me. than I imagined. Me. Oh, um, by the way, Paris also has see. phone booth toilets. It's not even a phone booth. It's literally just, it's you stand up right in front of it and pee into it. In the middle of the street. In the middle of the street. Nothing covering, nothing. You're just standing. No. Everybody, everybody's looking at you. While you're peeing into this little mailbox thing that they have there. Yeah, but they were trying to get rid of some... There's such a huge homeless population there. And they were trying to get people from peeing on the sides of buildings and on the roads and everywhere else. They were trying to kind of narrow it down to specific places. Uh, And we had already heard there was a big problem with pickpocketing and with the homeless. So we were extra cautious. But it took us a minute to figure out what those little setups were in the middle of the street and i literally said i'm like that that's for peeing (laughs) it was totally a urinal it's totally urinal and we have another story which is going to be for another one another time we had a beautiful romantic lunch in the eiffel tower which (laughs) (laughs) a very expensive and beautiful expensive romantic romantic, i mean it's another it will be its own episode i think Oh, my word. That's definitely one you'll want to hear. So anyway, but this was kind of my graduation trip. This was our first time going to Europe together. We spent 11 
fun-filled days. We've no got kids. stories. <laughs> no kids. Stories to last a lifetime. I hope but you enjoyed anyway, it, baby. I did. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to this episode of Two Pickled Peppers. Please tune in next week for a brand new episode. In the meantime, please make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's Two Pickled Peppers. T-W-O Pickled Peppers. Have a good one. Bye now.